Let's do this. We have an emergency press conference. Red Sox State of the Union. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Fuck you, Heim. Fuck Fenway Sports Group. Fuck all of it. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, breaking our normal tradition of uh, Sunday night recordings, Monday morning post. Uh, but uh, the Red Sox just um, shipped off another uh, franchise player into the moon. So uh, we had to come in yeah. here and we, we just had to get it off because uh, this I'm not going to be able to stir on this until Sunday. So <laughs> Yeah. There's Sunday just been, been so been much that happened thing. with the Red Sox too over the last week. Oh. I feel like. Oh, uh, was, speaking of which, should we? Uh, we're just not even addressing that we have a fourth um, member of the BLB. Oh, is there somebody? Is there somebody else in here? <laughs> oh shit! This is uh, hey, how are our you? first uh, first uh, honorary guest of the Bush League Boys, Mr. Jared Richards. Hello. Uh, Hello. Jared, he told us. To have you. Say something. Introduce <laughs> yourself. I have no idea what everybody will talk about. Oh, but all I'll say is I'm very unhappy right now. <laughs> well, it's like you said, you're like, all right, well, I'll, I'll be a guest on the podcast, but only if you're talking about Red Sox stuff. Well, let me tell you, this is the first one. It's just going to be Sox, yeah. so lock in. Um, so, yeah, if you live under a rock and you don't know, um, Xander Bogart signed, uh, was it 11 years? 11 for 280. So 11 years, 280 uh, with the San Diego Padres uh, and just making Red Sox Nation um, basically – start a holocaust against the <laughs> start a freaking mass genocide against the Fenway sports group. I'm shocked Fenway um, hasn't burnt to the ground yet. Uh, it's yeah. It's, it's only right. a matter of time. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think it'll happen this year, but God forbid the Red Sox don't re-sign Devers next year. Fenway Park is literally will. going to go up in flames. Why yeah, so to me, that's what, was, that's what I was just going to say, Chris. If, if they don't re-sign Devers, it, it it'll be the fourth player in the ro- in a row to get away from the Sox like this. Yep. It's franchise Lester, players. Bet, just... Hogarth, and Devers oh, the list goes be on before be that, net. though. Oh, if you were saying this goes on with Lester, you got Nomar, yeah. Nomar, yeah, Nomar is like the first. I mean, actually, no, you know, who the first one was the Bambino, Numero Uno. So you got Bambino, you got Nomar, uh, Manny was the same. T- well, Manny, they kind of Manny was a different story. <laughs> Manny was different, but uh, yeah. yeah, they just they have this history of not bringing back their guys. And I know Chris, like we talked about it on uh, when we were talking about the free agent signings, and you you thought that they were gonna kind of nut up and and uh, bring uh, bring them back, but and now it just feels like this. Uh... Masataka Yoshida signing is just like a cover up. Like, hey, I did something halfway decent. Well, that's why, though, because the weird thing is, is I thought the same thing, but also at the time of the Yoshida signing, they were saying that things were going well with Bogarts. They were right, like yeah. deep talks. So, like, to me, are the Red Sox media members and Heim Bloom and the internal guys pushing a false narrative to make it look like Jansen and Yoshida aren't just cushions to soften the blow of losing Bogarts. It's kind of a weird, because it, it, it's a pretty, it's it, shitty. I don't necessarily think it was just the cushion, the blow either though. I genuinely think they thought they had him, but you offer the guy, what did they, they came out six, one sixty, and the Padres come in. Oh yeah, no, here's 11 for two eighty. I think they, they had him at, I thought it was, uh, it wasn't in like eight, eight years at like 200 or something like that. No, it was 160 because it was 120 million less than what the Padres gave. Yeah, it was 616. That was their highest <laughs> offer. Was their highest offer to him? Yeah. Which, if you want to offer that last spring, sure, he'd probably take that. But not yeah, with this. I mean, not with this one. Where what did um, especially what after did the year he had, get? dude, hit over fucking yeah. 300. Yeah, the year he had, what Trey just got, he wasn't going to get much less than him. Um, and the other thing was uh the. The tweet that Pete Abe sent out. No, Pete Abe isn't the most credible source. They put some there, respect but... on my boy Pete Abe's name. <laughs> he was like, Heim, uh, with a smile on his face, offered no update on Xander Bogarts. Yeah. So, to uh, me, that was like, oh, it's a done deal. Just trying to play yeah. chess or what? Yeah. But Spear said that. Um, I think all of them, all the Red Sox beat Reddit said yeah. that. Spear, Cotillo, Pete Abe. Like they all I mean, I was. Thing. I don't know if you guys watch NBC Sports tonight or Boston Sports. Up until 
maybe nine o'clock, nine thirty last night, it was like, yep, things are looking good for Bogarts and the Red Sox. Yeah, yep. that's what and, I mean. What were they pushing a false narrative? He was at to the try to that night. It's just night. weird. Like it, it really does feel like this was a Padres coming in over the top last night, <clears> just throwing. I mean, like they did it with Judge. Yeah, they did it with Judge and almost fucking got him. Nobody right. knew what. I think, I mean, you look at the Padres and you look at the Mets and you see what they're doing trying to bring in these players of free agency. To me, it makes more and more sense to have a hard salary cap in baseball because mm-hmm. now you have these GMs that are so willing to just pay that tax and bring in whoever the fuck they want. Padres are paying and, three separate dudes over 300 mil. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Almost a billion, billion dollars in on three guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, holy shit. I'd also two things. One, I'd like to know where the Padres are getting all this money from. What drug rings going on out in San Diego? They're able to afford. No, it's, that's. <laughs> I mean, Fernando like, Tatis during his time away from PEDs was over there peddling juice. Yeah, and fucking... but like even even think about it though. Like Jake Cronenworth, when his time comes, he's gonna have to get paid. Is he mm-hmm. gonna stay in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Fucking Kim, in my opinion, has somewhat earned himself a little bit of a bag having stepped in for Tatis. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's gonna get massive he's not get money, but, money, but he'll get paid. Right. Well, no, not even close. But he's no. he's. He's earned a, a bit of a payday. Absolutely. Like they have, I think they you have could guys see that are studs. All of them. Their lineup is stupid. Like, and then what are you going to do when like Musgrove's time comes and like you still got a starting rotation on a, and a bullpen to build? Right. But like the the thing to me, is I think the the insane thing is immediately in your head, right? You go, they signed Bogarts. They must be moving on from Tatis. But no, you forget he played a bunch of outfield. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they'll have Soto and right. They'll have Grisham in center, Tatis in left. left. And then Seong Kim will probably just go to second, Cronenworth shift to first, and then you got Nola behind the plate, Machado at third. Cronenworth was playing first for a good amount of the year. Until Bell came over. That's another one. If if the other option is like – because Tatis was kind of sketchy in the outfield, to me, where he can kind of play all over the place, if Ha Seong Kim's not having that great of a year – do you deal him? Yeah, do you deal him at the deadline and put Tatis at second base, and then outfielders are a dime a dozen. You can find an See, everyday outfielder that, anywhere. That's the thing where they kind of fuck themselves too. Like, there's no possible way they're going to be able to get rid of Tatis, even if they wanted yeah. to. Nobody's no, nobody's going to take that. No one's going to take. Well, that he's a liability right. now. Yeah. Granted, it's not like a crazy contract, but still because of his what it's, his reputation. It's a lot. You right, but it, but it's because he signed before arbitration. It's not like these right. three hundred yeah. plus with with the Padres. They're still play, paying Eric Hosmer, mm-hmm. whatever contract <laughs> they gave him. They're still paying him too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? Is, is he still on the Sox? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So we're do the Sox are doing what the Patriots are doing this year. Much. They're getting people for free. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What the Red Sox are doing? It doesn't seem well, to really uh, work for either, but no. let's let's look at it from a from a flip side thing. So let's look and let's kind of analyze this as like San Diego fans. As as yep. if you were a San Diego fan, how would you feel if your team just locked up a thirty year old shortstop for eleven years? Not great. So I hate right it now for the first five years, yeah. and then let you guys go first. Well, so that's the thing. Like you, yeah. you got to feel good for the first, even even like up to seven, yeah, maybe eight, but yeah. that's like pushing it. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you feel great for like max potential for these first like three to four years, and then you're gonna start to see the little bit of a decline. You're you have this dude locked up until age 41. Mm-hmm. Like how how good of a shortstop do you think this dude's gonna be playing at 41? And granted, they can put him at DH or they can move him around, shift him to. I would say I, w- I would bet you by the time he's 35, 36, I would be willing to bet he either Machado opts out to play third, or I could also see him playing first. Because he's a what's, bigger shortstop. What's Manny so. Machado's contract? It's dumb. <laughs> That's all we know is it's dumb. I think he's at Boy. 10 years, isn't he? Or seven years? I think oh, it was 10. seven. That was 10. Oh, was yeah. it 10, 300? Yeah. Yeah. When did he sign that? When was that? Three years. 2019. He signed right at like the same week as Bryce Harper. Yep. 2019. Yep. Um. <laughs> So I will say, I'm going to play a little devil devil's advocate. That's why I wanted you guys to go first. So I did some research and there's uh, a historical contract that kind of lines up with this one that's ending this year. Um, and Chris Davis from the Orioles. Yeah. And he hasn't played in three years, but so there's two options, right? So to me, the 11 years, 380 or 280, the 11, the, having those 11 years is just a safety blanket 
They don't expect him to play all 11 of those years. What I think is going to happen is he's going to play out whatever he has left. He'll play till he wants to retire. And then essentially they're going to renegotiate that contract. And you can actually, so what they did with the Orioles, Chris Davis, they renegotiated and deferred all his payments. So basically it just stretches out. So to me, like if you stretch it out over long periods, like kind of like what the Mets are doing with Verlander, if just that selling point is those years and that job security and that extra money, like it kind of makes sense. Like they made a good deal if they can renegotiate it like this and pay him out fucking because say he plays nine years. That's only like what fucking like 50 million max that you got to pay out. Yeah. If you really wanted to knuckle down and be like, let's go Bob Dylan style, pay him two mil for the next 25 years. <laughs> like that's a uh, devil's advocate. Of course, like that's kind of uh, a lot of moving parts have to be right. Both sides have right. to agree and stuff, but that's what, like, because I, I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about free agency, Chris Davis, before they signed uh, Kyle Gibson, was the only Orioles player under contract outside of arbitration, and he hasn't even played for him in three years. It was because he retired. John Means wasn't one? No. No, he's he's arbitration. Or he might it might have been – John Means might have just signed before this one. year. I think. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. He's, like, the only active player under contract. Yeah. Or but, like, so, like, I, if, if it was those extra years were the selling point and they're banking on him playing eight, nine years – and then you can kind of just renegotiate and defer those payments out. Like yeah. it's, it doesn't make the contract seem as bad. And like, if you look at his projections, he's on pace. Like if he, like in reality, he's probably around his prime right now. He probably has yeah. to age 30, 32, 33. Yeah. You'll probably exit your prime, but on pace, he's still on pace. Like 2,500 hits career hits would be under pace. What he's looking at right now. If he goes crazy for a couple of years, 200 hit season, he could hit 3,000 hits, 300 home runs. He's going to be hitting right about 300. Like, he's if he plays the way he's been playing through his career, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, like, if you if those numbers work out and, like, you can defer those payments and he makes it justifiable, it's not as bad a contract as it seems. But I wouldn't yeah. want the Red Sox to pay it. No. Right. Well, and but, that's exactly As a Red Sox then, fan, I would not want him for that long. But then you spin it. And they could have paid him half that in fucking March, but they didn't. Well, and that's so, the like, thing. I feel like if we had just gotten this done sooner. Right. That's why I'm not even looking yeah. at the contract. It's just irritating that he went somewhere else. Which leads back. Fuck you. John Henry can And I more so me. put this on Henry than I put this on time. Yeah, I, I, I think blame, well, but I put I put more of it on Henry. I mean, based on – I feel like they signed Trevor Story and we're like, okay, that's our big name guy. Yeah. And it almost seems like they're trying to transition into a mid-market team. Where they're, yeah. they're, they're probably lower bracket of the high end of the yeah. market. But, like, but the second it seems like now – as park to go to. I know. You can't have it both Which ways. Which doesn't you make sense. Mid-market yeah. team, but then it's going to cost a family of four, 250 or whatever it is, dollars. <laughs> that's true. Park. Like and to me, if you if you look at the Yoshida signing and the Kenley Jansen sign, it almost seems like like John or FSG basically told Hein Bloom was like sign whoever the hell you want, just keep it under a hundred mil. Yep. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Is that they're down to bring in guys, but don't break a hundred mil or John Henry's literally gonna keel over. <laughs> like and- how do you expect to win and get fans to the stadium when you're fielding these dog shit teams? Like it, yeah. and this isn't the, this is not the sports market to field dog shit teams. Yeah, Boston is cutthroat and brutal. It, yeah, I, I I don't know. Jim, Cam, you, you made a good point. About week over there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So one and all I did today, just laying around my house, was watch ninety eight five and all sports shows, mm-hmm. whatever. Tim, you brought up a point where anything over a hundred million dollars, like it, they, it's like that. Office building is on fire because they don't know what. Yeah. All the reds, all the reports that ownerships involved, they're talking to Bogart. So as a Red Sox fan, like the four of us are, you're like, okay, that means they're finally gonna get back to what they used to do and spend good money on a player that they want to keep. Another point that was brought up on 985 today: the Padres are now what the Red Sox used to be. They're gonna yeah. go out and spend the money on. Juan Soto, Xander Bogart, Manny McCart, they're going to spend that money. They don't care what happened. to win. They're willing to spend that they want money. To win. That's, what they're, that's what the Sox and the Yankees used to do 
on this on the East Coast. On the West Coast, it was it's now the Padres exactly. trying to beat out the Dodgers. The Red Sox have become the A's of the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, literally. at this point, yeah. And you guys the, know my mindset. Just spend the money. Who can, you? Well, Fenway Sport. The, the they have enough money. Is, just spend it. I know. That's the thing. The, the crazy thing is, is that people are like, "Oh, well, the Padres went out and spent this money because they're on the doorstep. Like they were right at the NLCS. They're a couple games away." In 2021, the fucking Red Sox lost in Game Six of the ALCS and didn't spend dick. It doesn't mean anything when the ownership doesn't want to fucking put up or shut up. It's plain and simple. That's just like don't don't come to me and say the reason they spent is because they're on the doorstep. It's like not every franchise has that mentality. The Red Sox had enough to get to the ALCS. Sure, they weren't really supposed to be there, but they they proved that they belonged there. They stomped out the best team in the AL and the Rays the series before, but then didn't spend. The Padres laid a fucking egg against the Phillies, and they're going out and spending and buying a three hundred million dollar man, like. What the hell? <laughs> and then, like, just... look at look at the Phillies too. They were what? How many yeah. games off of a World Series? And then they're going out and spending a bag and building their team, and now they're ready to compete again. That's what I mean. It's like it's just, it's it's, it's an there's a very obvious formula in today's game, and certain teams, especially the Red Sox, don't want to acknowledge it. They think that they're going to get there on home homegrown talent. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. But and it's like part of me like, is it John Henry? Yes. Is it Heim? Yes. And I've I've just feel like Heim's trying to bring the same method that he used in Tampa Bay that worked for as long as it did. And it just, it can't. It's a it's dead. Look at, look at the Rays now. Right. Exactly. Still trying to do the same thing. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a changing, changing climate as far as bringing players in. And the thing is like, you think about it, right. Especially this free agency, this free agent season, if you will, like has enormous impacts on the league for the next 10 years. Because yep. you have all the elite players at every single position virtually free agents Locked now. Up. What happens when those guys sign eight-year deals? Yep. Who the fuck are you going to sign next next year? Fucking hope Brock Holt comes out of retirement. He's going to be your saving grace. <laughs> hey, like Nelson Cruz is a free agent. He's coming. You know, honestly, I wouldn't hate if the Red Sox signed him. as a Hey, DH. guys, Nelson Cruz here. Imagine that dude just peppering balls off the monster for singles left and right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You think he's getting a two-bagger off that? The dude needs a no. wheelchair to get down the line. But the dude hits tanks. He's got almost 500 dingers. And that Red Sox is probably getting him for nothing. Yeah. And he's a big uh, locker I mean, that's right up the that's right up the Red Sox alley. Yeah, right. a little yeah. money for... That's what I mean. And Nelson Cruz would make sense. And that's a great locker room guy, too. Well, Henry's he's looking at it. He's like, well, Nelson Cruz hit 50 bombs 17 years ago. So he's still got it. So I'm he, looking he at... Also, uh, he also kind of just throw in that he basically missed a fly ball to lose the World Series. But anyways, <laughs> I would have caught it. Looking at... I just found the spreadsheet online. I don't know how accurate this is, but if it is, how many hundred thousand plus million dollar contracts think the Red Sox have given out under John Henry? One, six, <laughs> six. Let's so, say. Let me see if I can. Answer. So you got Story. Yep. Uh, I can't even. I don't even remember any off the top of my head. Honestly, one of the one that. of the worst. Um, one of the worst contracts in Red Sox. Oh, one of the worst players. Carl Crawford. The Red Sox. Yep. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Nope. Adrian Gonzalez wasn't 100 mil. Oh, Pop, not on. Pablo Sandoval. Nope. Pablo Sandoval was 95. Oh, uh, see the threshold. The threshold. Yeah. See, this see, is a real you thing. You're right. 100 million dollars in the buildings so, on, on They don't so have JD Martinez, Trevor Story, Chris yeah. Sale, Kyle Crawford, Manny, and Price. I almost said David Price. And Price was the most expensive one. 217 million. Jesus, yeah, money. That worked out I will say well. JD Martinez was that's a phenomenal contract oh, yeah. that they brought. That was a good yeah. one. What did they bring him? It was like five years one twenty. Uh five one ten. Ah, that was close. Um, <laughs> yeah. um so I guess we want to move on from the negative and talk about the guys that they did bring well, just, in. Just no, 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 no I want quick. to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. No, we still got a little bit of we still got a little bit of meat on the short stuff. Yeah, that's what I can that's what I came here for. To rant about all the negative. There are no positives out of it. Oh no, we got some. Yoshida. So, not in my mind. In my mind, it's all negative. All right, Cam, go ahead. Then I'll when did you. when did Judge resign? I forget. Uh, yesterday it was. was it yesterday too? I think it was Tuesday. It was, wasn't it? No, okay, it was two, I think it was yesterday. whatever day. Was whatever it? day it was. I thought it was yesterday at like eight a.m. Whatever day it, it was. The been. night the night before, he was going to the Giants. 
John Heyman, I know he had his fucking screw up. I have a feeling he heard something that guaranteed going to the Giants, whatever. Arson judge. Right. What did Hal Steinbrenner do? Have you heard have you read these reports yet or no? No. Yeah, didn't he literally call he, Aaron Judge in and ask him what he wanted? Called Aaron Judge. What is it gonna take you to become a Yankee? Why do we have an owner? Listen, I I hate to say it. I hate to say it. That's why the Yankees have 27 championships. Yep. Because they don't let their guys leave. Yep. Just bullshit. There's there's like one guy ever that like basically the Yankees offered a shit ton more money and he didn't go. And it was Greg Maddox and what, like 99 or something when he went to the Cubs instead. Yeah. Other than that, like if they pick a guy, they're going to get him. That's it. Plain and simple. You got to be a hunter, especially in a market like this. You got to be that predator. You got to go. Got to get your guy like this, where the the teams around you are getting better. The Orioles are coming. We might have another last place fucking team next year if we don't do. I think else. I think the Rays are going to finish last. To be well, honest, probably, but I don't know. I could I see just, that. I wish I could yeah. see a little more. Is it bad that I still think the Blue Jays beat out the Yankees for the division? No, no. I would agree. I right. agree. Uh, so I got, I got two things and we don't have to go too in depth on it, but I mm-hmm. want your guy, I want your guys' opinions. So bogey gone. What do you guys think the situation is for the Red Sox? Do you think they're going to go out and sign somebody or do you think we're going to move story back over to short and hope Arroyo so, or Downs can hold it down at second? So I think there's three options. So option number one is. Option number one, which unfortunately is the most likely, I think you move Trevor Story to short and Christian Arroyo plays second. I think that's the most likely. The other option is you move Story to second and you try to sign either Frazier or Segura, which both of those guys aren't going to get a lot of a lot of money. I think that those that wouldn't be a I probably both those guys are upgrades over Christian Arroyo to be honest. Um, and it opens up that Christian Arroyo is more of a utility guy, so you can still use him every day, kind of filling around. Um, and then the other option is you keep Story at second. And you go after Dansby Swanson. That's what I want. Yeah. His swing is made for Fenway Park. Literally yeah. made for it. And actually, so uh, I was doing some research on this. And I uh, baseball refs, you can do comparisons side-by-sides on Stathead. And Dansby had a way better season than Xander Bogarts did last year. I believe like, it. Xander, Xander just started red fucking hot. Like, dude was hitting yeah. 360 after the first, like, three months. So, uh I mean, granted, Bogarts had a higher batting average, but uh, Swanson had 70 more at-bats. He had 10 more home runs, 30 more RBIs, 10 more stolen bases. Like, he just – he only – he grounded into two less double plays and almost 70 at-bats. Like, I know Red Sox fans wanted Xander Bogarts back, but Dansby Swanson's a good fucking replacement. Yeah, if they All want right, to, so these will be cheaper too. Go ahead, Jared. Because I just pulled up an article, and one of the people is Dan Swanson, who's 28 years old. So here's my question: How many years, and for how much money? I gotta imagine he's probably he's the one that he's worth, and you would pay into what you think they're sucks if they're smart, which it proves that usually they aren't. Well, but if they were, what offer would? They what what he should get realistically is like seven to eight for like a hundred and ninety mil, maybe mm. even that's kind of like okay. pushing it. I would if put him talking, right at twenty a year. If we're talking the Red Sox signing him, they're gonna offer him like four to five for like one twenty. I think yeah. you off make him the same offer you made Xander. If six one sixty was what you're gonna give Xander, offer that to Dan's I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I would not argue with that. Even he's a year younger, give him another yeah. year. Yeah. Say seven seven years one eighty. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's a bad contract at all, and I think that's oh. relatively low risk because Dansby Swanson. Guess how many games he played last year? Hundred sixty-two. All of them. Hundred sixty-two games. Every <laughs> fucking game. So guess what? Like Trevor Story, even if the guy's not hitting the lights out, like he's not playing, maybe elite defense, and maybe his hitting is a little low. He's gonna go out there and give it every single fucking day for 162. And that right there is a lot of value alone. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's put it on the record. So we're just going to go around. I want everybody's honest to God opinion on what you think happens. Jared, what of the three options Sam laid out, which one are you taking? Okay. I'm going to give you two answers. 
One is what I would like to see. Yeah. Two is what I think the Red Sox are gonna. Do. What I think the Red Sox do, so they don't have to spend any more money, is move <laughs> Dory to short and uh, Arroyo. Christian Arroyo yeah. plays second. What I would like them to do, which is why I brought him up, is if you weren't going to pay that money for Bogarts, go out, get somebody who, even though he's a year younger, just go out and get somebody yeah. that can play that position and has proven themselves to play that position. So I, I th- Whereas you're coming off a season with Story playing second, it seems like mm-hmm. from the minimal games I watched, because the Red Sox sucked here, it seems like he was pretty comfortable over there. I mean, he's an athlete. I don't. Yeah, he can play anywhere. Yeah. He, it took him. I mean, I don't. I don't know. So, though, that's what I would. Yeah. All right, Sam. What are you but, feeling? So, Jared makes a good point that, like, so I, I, I mean, it's fairly obvious what I think they're going to do. I think that most likely it's just going to arroyo to second story to short. But I think you don't have an excuse to not try to go sign Dansby because it's already been reported that you put money up to try to get Bogarts. So that already shows that you're willing to spend to bring in a premier shortstop. So it may not be the one that you wanted, but this is a damn good alternate since you didn't get your guy. You got no excuse to go out and to not go sign him because you've already proven that you're willing to put up for it. Right. Cam? I'm thinking they get Dansby. Oh, yeah. literally, I will be so I, happy if they get Dansby. I don't think they get Dansby, but I don't think they don't make another move either. So I'm going to go, they do end up moving story over to short, but I think Gene, Gene, the hit machine. Yep. I think they're going to get Gene Segura. (laughs) Honestly, wouldn't hate that either. Wouldn't. Gene's another guy like dude puts the ball in play. He's a grinder too. He's going to play damn near 162 every year. So I don't hate it. Nope. No. Now, may I pose a question? Mm -hmm. Or Cam, you can go go first. You're the guest. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> does say the Sox go out and get somebody, whoever it is, whether it's to play second or short? Does that erase them letting Bogart no. go? Because I think it, it, I think like on the field, it kind of does. Like you're you're getting a guy to fill that position in, but I think it's more than that. Exactly. But that's what I mean. I think I think beyond the field, it, one in the eyes of the fans and in the eyes of the players that. You already know that the organization is not willing to go out and pay their guy that's been there for years. Yeah. It makes it seem like it makes those players think that they're replaceable. Basically, right, is what that comes off, and they that's gonna it sours the pot for Devers because why if they're not gonna lock up guys long term, why would he want to go stay with an organization like that? It's this, this could happen to Devers a year from. Yeah. yeah, it will happen to Devers if they keep going the way that they're going. Well, that that actually was going to be my question: is what do we think happens? What do you? What well, do here's you the think thing: Devers does. I think they're going to try to get something done before the season because well, I think you have to also because he's way too big of a piece to not try to get something at the deadline. Mm -hmm. So if they're fucking laying an egg, it's he's way too big of a piece to just let walk away and not get shit for him. So, but so was Xander. He walked. Well, but I think that they had, I think, but well, I think that they had confidence that they bring back Bogarts, but now there's no way that they can have an ounce of confidence that they'll, But they'll, uh, you know, so okay. I don't know. Okay. It's so right. one it's more shitty. thing before we move on to the positive. Who's mm-hmm. the leader of this team now? Rafi. Xander. Has to be. For one more year, you're going to do it again? Rafi and Sale, back. probably. I think That's Sale's probably the leader in the clubhouse. That's the thing. You got Rafi now, but who knows what happens after this year. And then Kike's probably up there, too. Kike done after this year, too. See, I, I don't know. I don't know. Kike resigned. Oh, you resigned. I did. I did. Yeah, I would. Put, I would put Story above Kike, honestly. Well, I think Kike's just up there because of what he did for them in the postseason. That crazy yeah. run. He just. I think he, just because yeah. he's been in the clubhouse longer, and I think a lot, he's a veteran. Where Story isn't really a veteran yet. He's still pretty young for the most part. And coming. Well, he's not a veteran in the fact that he came from a team that never won. Yeah. Yeah. When did? When was that whole like? Uh, it's Story time. Oh, 2016. Yeah, his rookie year. When he yeah. hit like fucking twelve home runs in two weeks or some shit. <laughs> that twenty sixteen was his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Dansby Swanson's rookie year was too. Yep. Yeah. Trev's thirty now though, so he's getting up there a little bit. Go get Dansby. But 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's move it on. Do we, which one do we want to? I think we should save the big one for last. I yeah, think. Kenley Jansen's a quick pick. Yeah, so I think we can um, cover that first. So, I like that signing a lot. I'm, two, I'm a two huge, years thirty-two. Huge fan. So yeah. bro, was the NL NL leader in saves last year? We had like 42, 41? 41. So and now our dude, our our big concern last year was the bullpen, right? Bullpen now you got you got now. Kenley, you got Schreiber coming back, you got mm-hmm. Chris Martin, like. Houck is supposedly in the bullpen still. Well, yeah, because Which he's much better in the bullpen now. But yeah, yeah, but like I mean, Schreiber Jansen, if they're both on, that's a disgusting setup. Close like one two punch. You know what else? I think I still think they go, and I still think they end up getting Taylor Rogers. I mean, that's your middle reliever right there. Yeah, that's your sixth seventh guy right there. I think I think uh, they'd probably end up using him in a seven eight. Because that's what he was. He was closing for Minnesota before he. Well, what do you do with what do you do with Schreiber and Jansen? Which one do you do? You just you put use I think, both as closers. Well, I think you. Yeah, I mean, depending on the situation and who's coming up, but I think you have Schreiber and Rogers in that seven eight, and it's kind of like interchangeable. And then you have uh, Kenley lock it down. Well, I believe Kenley Jansen's like historically really bad against lefties, so. You, you can kind of inter, interchange them a little. Still bit, a little but... concerned about uh, Taylor Rogers after his BABIP last year when uh, he got traded was above five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Jerry, do you know what BABIP is? You guys have talked about it before, right? Batting average yeah. on balls in play. So essentially, half the time they were putting the ball in play, dudes were getting. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you guys talking about. It. Like, but I holy think. Shit. I... I think Kenley Jansen uh, shores up a huge hole in the pitching staff just in general. Because I think it also – you have a second stud in that bullpen with uh, Schreiber, and it alleviates that pressure on Whitlock and allows him to be a starter. Because I think last year where you're using him as a starter, you couldn't really afford to, but you had to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm a fan of it. I mean, when he's on, he's one of the best closers in baseball, and there's yeah. not a lot of good closers in baseball anymore. It's just not a position that's like it was in the early 2000s. Yeah, well, now we're not going to be relying on Schreiber as much as we were. Mm-hmm. And we might need bullpen help because right now we only have five starting pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're just we're just going to end up landing some schlub to fill that. I got to imagine Bayo will be on the opening day roster. I got to imagine. Well, I was yeah. thinking the five Chris Sale, James Paxton, Whitlock, Pavetta, and Bayo. Paxton's gone. He opted out. Oh, he did opt out? And yeah, yeah spot track's not updated. Sure? They paid him fifteen million dollars to rehab. I, I thought, thought he they opted back, back in. I thought they. I thought he opted though. out. Did they opt him out and then sign a new contract? Because I know at I one point so. he opted. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to find. Yeah, he exercised his player option one month ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's back. Uh, interesting. Okay, for some reason I thought he opted out. Must have read it wrong. Four mil. Well, I mean, four mil. Yeah, that's low risk take that um dude just still virtually last year right that's what i say still paid him like 15 million dollars to rehab last year um but yeah i mean kenley jansen when he's on is a stud he's older but like on a two-year deal and with pitchers pitching them when they're old as shit like (laughs) that's a super low risk contract i like it absolutely i'm a fan of that one jerry how you feeling you like kenley I'm glad that we have a designated closer because <laughs> I feel like in the past, Fair. I feel like in the past couple of years, it's kind of just been like, all right, there was <laughs> it's like one of those, like, can you close? close? No. All right. Well, what that's what you? it was. It was okay, you're going where Cora was like, all right, uh, Austin Davis, you're in. Well, it's just yeah, like, right, they just right. throw guys into the fire and they're like, oh, well, you got to save. All right. We're going to mount there again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy on that front. I mean, They still have a lot more work to do. <laughs> it's not you like can they can't. The, the, they can't just wipe their hands and be like, "Okay, we did. We spent some money. We're good for the 2023 spring training." Like, no, you still got a lot we're of. Even, yeah, we're not even close yet. So it, I don't know. It, I, it all depends on. I mean, what I'm most interested about now is the shortstop. That's yeah. Here's a, that, here's a little uh, trivia, trivia question. 
Got a trivia question on Ken- Kenley for you. What position was he drafted as? Catcher. Yep. Was he really? Yep. yep. He played in the switched, World Baseball Classic as catcher. a catcher. Wow. Yeah. Played in the WBC as a catcher. Hitting catcher. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then just threw smoke from behind the plate, and they're like, well, you don't hit that good. So Who else was a switch hitting catcher for the Red Sox, Jared? Your mom's favorite. Oh, Veritech? Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to turn around to see if that thing was over here, but it pulled it up. You should have brought it in. Um, Held it up. Go, go down to the, the, the big guy? Yeah. I'm stoked on this signing, if I'm being oh, honest. Dude, we were, we, were, we were on last night. We were playing – Playing PlayStation, we're like, oh shit! <laughs> oh, um, yeah, this is. So I did. I watched a bunch of highlight videos and stuff on him. Looked at his numbers, and if you look at side by sides, uh, and like what people say about how he doesn't have, he's got average speed, basically. Uh, pretty average speed. His glove is average, but uh, his bat to ball skills are stupid. Dude struck out forty one times and five hundred and eight at bats last year. Walked eighty times. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, a comp that I heard thrown around that makes sense, J.D. Drew. Mm-hmm. Lefty, smooth swinging, gets a lot of base hit. And <clears throat> J.D. Drew was money for the Red Sox. And like, I, He's a career 326 hitter, won the batting yeah. title last year. Like, So going back to the strikeout thing real quick, 3,251 plate appearances in seven years. You know how many times this dude struck out? A couple hundred. 3,251 appearances, struck out 307 times. That's dumb. Wow. That is fucking insane. About 10% yeah. of the time, that's that's good. Wow. I mean, so yeah, he's, he's going to hit lead off, right? Has yeah. to. Has yeah. to. Has yeah. to be. So you got a guy I that's think... – I mean, he's coming to the majors. Is he going to hit 326 in the majors? Probably not. Not his first year, at least. No, but – he also had 21 bombs last year. So there's a guy who gets on base, doesn't strike out, has some pop. Like, he could make a living down that right field line. Well, the thing is, too, traditionally Japanese fields are 5 to 10 feet bigger than American baseball fields, too. So. Yeah. The only only concern I have about him is he is an absolute defensive liability. Yeah. Like That's why I think, I think it might make sense, honestly, like, you go out and sign a decent outfielder. Why not just fucking throw him a DH? JD's gone. Yeah. So he uh, he played primarily left in Japan. So I yep. guess you're gonna put him in left and move Doogie to right. Yeah, I think you and have to. Have Kike in center. I think so. Cassis first. Cass is first. Arroyo, Story, Devers. Then. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, how do you guys feel about the contract? Five years, ninety mil, but they got to pay the fifteen point four million dollar posting fee. And it's, I mean, everyone does it. Angels did it with uh, Shohei. The fucking Yankees did it with Tanaka. I'm not necessarily just, worried know. about the posting fee, but everything that I was reading, apparently, a lot of insiders think the Sox overpaid for him by like a substantial amount. Really? Yeah, like over half of what they could have gotten yeah. for. I'm reading. Chris, it might have been the same article you saw from Bleacher Report. Yeah. Where an executive, this one executive went as far to say we thought he was worth less than half of what they were. Yeah. So probably like closer to 8 to 10 million instead of like 15 to 20. Yeah. Because they're paying him what right now? Uh, Five for 90. Is that so 22? Uh, yeah. Jared, what's No, 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 class? sorry. 18. 18. Like yeah. me as the accountant. Yeah, no, nope. eighteen mil. Off. Just because he's an accountant yeah. doesn't mean he knows shit. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't, I don't hate the contract because um, I think also it's not a super high risk. Like it's not like you're spending because <laughs> that that thing is with that contract he's tradable. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work out, someone will eat that contract, and <laughs> even if we have to pay part of it. Um, but also like. I think there's a lot of room for upside on that contract who he could easily, perf- if he puts up numbers like he did in Japan, that's a no brainer of a contract. You'll pay that guy 18 mil. If he hits 20 home runs and hits 280 to 300 with 180 plus hits, like that's easy. Right. Just don't strike out. God, I yeah. fucking hate people uh, striking out. Well, it's those three true outcomes, modern day hitters. Yep. It's the worst. I'm I'm just really excited to see what he brings. 
think yeah, I think, I think electric. Yeah, I think it could be a huge upside. And his swing is like butter. I don't know if you watch some highlights. It's yeah, can, can you can you just say it like that again? Butter. Butter. Butter dog dog with the butter. Me every time Masataka Yoshida gets on base. And another one. And another one. Talk about a great name also. What do you think they call him? Just Taka? Taka? Masa? Masa. Masa. Taka Masa? Yoshi? Yoshi. Or Da? Mm. Da. Hey, hey, Da. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that one. I I agree. I do think we overpaid a little bit, but at the end of the day, what are you gonna do? Look, like at the end, it, this this runs along the same way that the Padres got Xander. It like in today's market, if you want, if you got a guy and you want to go out and get him, you're gonna have to overpay for him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's uh, bringing players at market value, so I'm honestly surprised with how quick he made his decision, though. So, like, his mind had to have been made up. Like, if if the Sox offer me, I'm going because he was like, he was only posted oh, for. Yeah, a couple like, hours. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you didn't want to wait and see what anybody else was going to offer you. You just decided to. Well, I was watching they, MLB Network, and they they made a joke where it was like, so I guess when you when you actually uh, when you list as a free agent, you have forty five days to sign as an international yeah. player. They're like, you must have thought he had forty five minutes, not forty five. <laughs> well, so my my thing is is uh, <laughs> they're talking about how everybody thinks that they overpaid blah 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 so maybe the thought process is is okay he thought he was going to get less and the Sox offered him a shit ton more and he's like maybe. uh yep <laughs> I thought I was going to get five years for five million <laughs> <laughs> now dude's getting paid 90 mil well and that's that's all five years of his arbitration too so that's why I thought it well I don't know is arbitration different for international players I think it is right I think it's three years I instead of five. No idea. I think Not it's shorter. Sure um, regardless, I don't hate it. I think he brings a lot to the table. I think uh, he could be a fan favorite. I mean, Red Sox, like I texted you guys, Red Sox have a lot of luck signing international guys. Like, like Koji Uehara. Uh, Hideki, I shouldn't say international Japanese players, but Dice Hideki K. Okajima, Dice K, Koji Uehara. Like, I mean, it's the first position player that they're bringing over. But so far, those three guys – I mean, Dice K was what an All Star two or three times. Koji Uehara was like a massive part of the Koji Uehara and Hideki Okajima were huge parts of the 2013 mm-hmm. uh, run. So, or Okajima was earlier, I think. Right? Okajima was with Dice K. Sorry, Okajima was with Dice K, and Ko- Koji was later. Where Okajima was on the 2013 team? No, I don't think so. No, I think he was earlier too. I think he came over with Dice K. To be honest. I have no idea, so don't worry. Oh, no, me. he fished for the Athletics in 2013. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. I think it was like that, that oh, I don't even know when he was with the Red Sox, to be honest. Oh, seven through 11. Oh, 17. Yeah, was, oh, seven was when they won the World yeah. Series, yeah, and they had yeah. him in Dice K. But I think there's a lot of upside. Uh, despite Xander, if, like, if they brought back Xander and they signed those two guys, I'd be like, the Red Sox are sitting pretty, like, we got a shot. We might finish above two teams in the division this year. <laughs> but now, like, shit, man. I don't know. I had my Christmas list screenshot just in case it actually happened. <laughs> and then Devers, uh, or not Devers. Was it Yoshi- you want Yoshida, you want Senga, you want Dever- or Devers and Bogart? Yeah, Cam that wanted before? fucking everybody under the yep. sun. He wanted Trey, Judge, fucking <laughs> I wanted that Bogey. billion dollars with the contracts. Oh, you'd know? be paying a lot more than a billion, Cam, <laughs> with the shit you wanted. You would have been paying fucking 15 billion. It's not my have have beers. We'd have Be- Bezos buy the fucking Red Sox before that happened. Beers would be $25 at the games. Holy yeah. shit! They covered their salaries. Oh my god! That's what, I'm nervous yeah. to see what ticket prices are going to be like this year because Henry's probably like, "Oh, ticket sales are down. Just jack it up to make our money back." They yeah, that ain't how reason. that works, though. If he does that, I ain't going to a single game. I, I don't think I am. Yeah. No, nah, I'm going to at least one. I think a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of Red Sox fans are have a negative. Mindset towards Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. How can you not? And I think, <laughs> well, like some people may say, "Oh, you know what? It's a business." Blah 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 blah. But you know what? 
I mean, we being from Massachusetts, we care about our sports teams. We hate to see people go, especially when they've been here their whole career. And they're playing well, really well. And and I have the mindset of why don't you just make the fans happy? Spend the money. Yeah. Who can, like, like well, here's what the is argument. money to these people? How, like, how much is John Henry worth? How much does Fenway Crazy. Sports Group worth? Well, it's because they're buying all the other fucking teams. Yeah, he sold the. What did he sell? Liverpool, and now he's they're looking to buy Liverpool. A, I don't think it's sold. Oh well, they're selling that. They're looking to buy the Washington Commanders. Like, mm. why don't you they're, get I rid heard of Commanders? And they also might try to buy an MLS club as well. <laughs> like I, and I, I don't mean to. I know this is a baseball podcast, but I like what the Pat. I mean, I don't like what the Patriots do sometimes. But Robert Kraft, he doesn't just own the Patriots. He has other business ventures, yeah. but he keeps them separated from the Patriots. He well, leaves like, that, that's Bill Belichick too, in like, charge to do what he wants. Well, Robert Kraft is like a—he's a big part of the franchise and like how it functions and everything. Once upon a time, in like 04, before it was FSG, it was uh, Tom Werner and John Henry were the owners, and they were like that. They had a a part yep. of the team. They were in the locker room, like. It's so they different. cared but about like, the team and the fan base. Right. Yeah. Well, and like you said, like uh, uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of going back to what you said about how people, some people, are like, well, it's a business, but like at the end of the day, it's not because, like, so say, like, so I, I drive a Subaru, right? Subaru, uh, and like I like my car, but Subaru say like they're they, I don't know, they fire the president of the company. I'm not gonna be like. What the fuck? Like, they got to fucking, they got to bring in the guy from Ford. He's better. Like, no, it's totally different than a business. Like, it, it's, it, it's personal. Yeah. This, this is part you're of our out, lives. You're putting out a product. Exactly. Exactly. You're, and it's more, but it's more than just a product. It's a culture. You're putting out a culture. You're putting out a product. You're putting, this is part, a massive part of people's lives. And like, well, especially here, especially yeah. here, like, I, We've never lived any. We've always lived in Massachusetts our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, you lived in Virginia. We, we, I did. I did. And DC. Okay. So that goes back to my point. They don't care about. I mean, they care about sports. Yeah, but not as much as we care about. Yeah, there ain't a place. The Red Sox. The Bru- no. Like, I, I mean, look at it. Look, look. <laughs> it's beautiful. Real. I'm looking at that chair with the Red Sox logo. Never mind the. Oh yeah, the rocking I mean, chair. Yeah, no, um, have a rocking chair with the. Hey, you know us. We're big Red Sox fans over here. Lead Red Sox red. So, but going back to my point is, you're putting out a product. Like, don't you want to make your fans happy? You no. guys want to start the riot now? We could. We yeah, could be trendsetters. Yeah. Then we'll really blow up. We need to join together with like, Angels fans. Yes, Red Sox and Angels fans are in the same situation right now. So I'm looking at weird signings. Everyone right wants them to sell. Looking at two different, I'm looking at two different articles right now about Fenway yeah. Sports Group's net worth. Oh, God. One, one from October in 21, the other from October of this year. October 21, they're worth $4.8 billion. Yep. October this year, $10 billion. Well, that's so they, the in, one, in one year. In one yeah. fiscal year, they doubled their... No, obviously that's so that's they per so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the, the two main reasons right so they purchased the penguins yeah. so that adds value right there and liverpool won the premier league so those are probably the two biggest uh revenue right. like additions um but again that's like, net worth but with like you just still purchase the penguins like, it's value okay. it's yeah. value yeah but like it, uh, it's just bizarre especially like Premier League soccer is bizarre because so much they make so much money off of that, and they make so money off of the merchandise and the tickets and stuff. But the players don't get paid what they get paid in American sports. Mm-hmm. That's why to me is like, why aren't you reallocating some of that shit and like funneling it back to the Red Sox? Like, <laughs> fuck. That's uh, what I, I back to their pockets. What do you mean? Yeah, that's. Seriously. I was just gonna say I would be curious to see like where the money went. You'll never find like. It. What? No, I I know you never will. That'll never happen. No, no business company. Not sports. No, they'll never release where their money goes. But we know they have the money. Mm-hmm. Bend well, it. I mean. Make us happy yeah, but, for once. It's like, like what, it's I, it's the most annoying part of it because like 
they constantly put up money to try to big bring in these players. But no matter what it is, they're always trying to get the players for undervalue. So, like, you could have a player that's worth, like, say Shohei Otani goes in the market. He's probably going to get around $500 million in free agency. He's going to be looking at around 50 AAV because you basically got to pay him two players' salaries. Yep. Two premier players' salaries, right? So if he, his market value is $500 million, the Red Sox would offer him 450 So they'd still put up a fuckload of money, but, but they're not going to pay him what he's valued. Nope. Yeah. And that's their problem is they're willing to put up the money, but for some reason they just like, they're like bargain shoppers. Like right. you don't, you don't fucking, you don't go to like a store and like find some shit on sale for $5 and expect it to be quality. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh, this thing's probably a piece of shit. It's going to last me a couple days, but like, and that's the way that they're looking at players. They're trying to get bargains it's on like, these guys. It's like going to a store and something being priced five bucks, but then you go up to the counter and be like, all right, I'll give you four fifty for it. Right. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, the part and the part that doesn't make sense to me is that going back to before the season started when spring training was kicking off, Bogarts, shortstop, our number one priority. Okay. I'm sure we all said, okay, why don't you take care of it now? They didn't. Whatever. Wait till the season's over. That's fine. Bogarts mm-hmm. even said mid season he wanted to just focus on the season. That's mm-hmm. right. Understandable. Off season rolls around. Just leading in the last week, I don't know when the winter meeting started. I know it was just a few days ago, but it's Sunday, yeah. Sunday to Wednesday. Number one priority. But oh, talks are intensifying. Ownerships involved. Big money. But they said it today on ninety-five. Either do what you say you're doing, or don't say anything at all. That's what I mean. All it's doing leave is leave it alone. All it's doing is building this massive distrust from the fan base and the players. Everyone surrounding it it has this huge distrust now. Mm -hmm. It was all a PR stunt. Some people are saying maybe the Red Sox didn't even want Bogarts back. They knew he was worth a ton of money. They didn't want to pay it, so they put out, oh, we're trying our best. We did everything we could to keep him here. No, you said that with Mookie, and he left too. I don't know if you said it with Lester, but it's the same story over and over and over again. They traded Lester, um, but still, they should have had him sign before when they didn't deal him at the deadline. But it's like, I'm just flabbergasted at, like, the inconsistency and, like, the just, like, the lack of trust, like, trust that you should have in an organization to go out and do what they're going to say say they're going to do. Like, it just, it, it makes it so hard to be a fan. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, like, I'll be a Red Sox fan until – I'll probably get fucking buried in a Red Sox hat. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But like, it it fucking kills me. I literally, when I woke up this morning and saw that Bogart's news, I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah, I when I text you guys, I felt I was like, shit. They're gonna wake up and see my text, and that's gonna be the break. Yep, woke up at six a.m. and uh, that was a great start to the day. Sorry, I just yelled fuck, laying on my back in bed, just yelled fuck. Uh, I had to uh, I had to roll over and bury my face in my pillow and. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, it's, I rolled over. It's so rolled over and started to sleep. It's just disheartening. Important. Oh, it sucks, dude. I wore all black to work today, as you can see. This is what I wore, and I got black pants on. It's like a fucking funeral. <laughs> the other uh, thing just... that the other thing that I am curious about is we talked about like what the players in the locker room, like what they're thinking now, especially Devers going into this season, and then obviously mm-hmm. next offseason. I'm wondering what Cora's mindset is. Like, is he just sitting back and being like, what? Like, what? I'm trying to so, win out here, and you're so not helping me at all. Something very interesting about that, right? So, according to the Red Sox, they told media last night at, like, 10 o'clock that Bogarts was meeting with Cora this morning. Yep, I did see that, too. To me, that screams so much bullshit. Yeah. That just makes me, one... You're trying to villainize Bogarts because I feel like that probably was never even a thing. And like, yeah, meetings what say Sayonara, right? And like, Please. also like Bye. to me, it just adds even more fuel to the fire of the thought that signing uh, Yoshida and Jansen so close together right before Bogarts leave is just a cushion, mm-hmm. and that all all this narrative of this timeline is is faked because you just don't want fans to be pissed. That's what it feels like to me. I would agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was I like know. I said, it's they they planned it. They 
they knew they ultimately knew and people say it when they signed story they knew it was the end for bogarts in boston so they had all this time to start playing hmm how can we scheme this up to not piss everybody off yeah well what this so you obviously didn't do your job well <laughs> you so. fucked up <laughs> well so here's the interesting like, thing if you remember with story too like when they signed him it was like this you didn't hear red sox linked to trevor story this red sox in talks with trevor story nothing most of their yeah. recent decent sized signings, they hush hush about everything, mm-hmm. which is why this all this talk about Bogart just seems like more and more bullshit. It just seems like it was it was spoon fed, just trying to soften the blow, make it seem like we were oh we're really trying. We offered him eight years for eight million dollars. Like they're fucking they offered him pennies to the dollar compared to what other teams are offering him, just as a formality to say that we're trying. Like it's it, it's insulting, it's insulting to a fan base. And that, that's, I'll rest my case there. It's insulting. And the other thing, too, I mean, I'm just going off because I told you. Like, when you guys talk about that, I can just make a lot because there's a bunch of idiots. But if I'm Xander, I'm st- like, yeah, there's probably a part of me that's like, yeah, I wanted to spend my career in Boston. But you know what? You're not going to give me what I'm worth. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to treat you like fucking shit. You're yeah, lost. I don't. don't- I'm a Xander. I'll be a Xander Bogarts fan for the well, rest of his career. Exactly. Yeah. I don't blame Xander yeah. one no, bit. Not at all. No, this is not and that, that, at when all. he comes back to Fenway, he will get a standing ovation, and that's not yeah. even in question. He's not coming back this year. I mean, I it up already. Really? Are they going to San Diego this year? <laughs> yeah, they're going to San Diego yeah. this year. All right. So next year we're getting tickets. Yep. I'm absolutely. Down. I'm down. There's a there's a I I'm a firm believer that there's a fine line between always wanting to be with one team and you can tell from Bogarts that's what he wanted to do we you guys 100%. said it about Christian Vasquez mm-hmm. too but there's also the other side where it's like at some point you want to make that money Brady did it for 20 years with the Pats he took mm-hmm. less and less money to help the team and then finally he was like you know what I want to cash in I want to make some money are you going to give it to me no Whoa. okay Deuces. I mean, yeah, this, it, well, this was Xander's last chance at the big money, too. So it's yeah. either you take it now or you never get it. Well, so I don't even think it was as big a thing about getting more money because the, I mean, it was the years is what it came down <coughs> to, really. But like at the same time, like they spit in his face. They spit in his face for a full season. Mm-hmm. And they spit in they his face in, in Fort Myers. That's what I mean. Like it just, I, I don't blame him whatsoever. I would have done the same fucking thing. And even at an 11-year contract, that means you're getting paid bread for fucking 11 years. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> like, it's just, if, they, if they're offering you more AAV and more years, and the team's already spit in your face, why the fuck wouldn't you leave? <laughs> it's dumb. Like, people, no one on their right minds would be like, Xander's a traitor. Bullshit. Well, and anybody who thinks that doesn't doesn't get it. They don't they understand. Haven't, they yeah, haven't been a Red yeah. Sox fan long enough, and they don't exactly. So anybody and who has they, anything bad to say about Xander leaving is a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, because they they don't realize that the Red Sox had every opportunity mm-hmm. to keep him here, and they didn't. And we, Before I mean, beforehand after the season, it wasn't like you just had one crack at it. Nope. No, yeah. had him for eleven years. You could have locked him up a long time ago. You could have done it during the season. Started like sprinkling little discussions here it's, and there. That's the thing like is, on long break. It's your priority. There's no discussion. Look what the Yankees did. Prioritize Judge. Asked him what he wanted. Gave it to him. If he's your priority, there's not even contract negotiation or discussion. You ask him what he wants and you give it to him. That's where priority. Prioritize. You can throw that word around, whatever the fuck you want. But at the end of the day, you got to put up or shut up, put your money where your mouth is, and you got to prove that he's the priority. You don't just say that he is. Well, and that's the uh, that's what uh, Haim was saying too a couple weeks ago or whatever. We talked about it in a couple episodes ago where like he came out and said that Xander's our top priority. Well, you didn't yep. fucking show it. Nope, nope, you didn't do no, it. You did. so... That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna say that, make an effort to got to make it happen. Make him your top. Like, to... exactly. If and if it was – say it was a different story. Say it comes out that, you know what, we gave him this number. He came back to us with this number. We gave him this number again. He talked to some other teams, came back with it. That's a different story. If you truly went back and forth and in the end it was like, you know what, it's just not It's not going to work. It's, 
but a hundred and twenty million dollar difference. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's it's, like the Red Sox; they weren't even trying. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, that's what I mean. There wasn't even negotiations at that point. It's literally him. They're sending him that contract offer, and he goes, "What? Like, yeah. hey, excuse me? Just like, like, don't they have? Even look at it. Yeah, like, don't they you have? Gonna, people... You called the wrong guy. Like, he just spit on it and threw it away. <laughs> Like, don't they have people who do some calculations in an Excel spreadsheet and be like, okay, and like come to the John Henry and be like, listen, this is what Bogarts is probably going to get from other teams. Don't they have? Uh, I know they could sure refer they to them as nerds on TV. So did they not listen? I don't know. Well, the thing I, is, I just too, like players like players like him. It's a generational <clears throat> talent. He's an elite player at his position. Sure, you're signing him because you think he's going to help you succeed. But there's so many more things that a player like him brings to the table. One, you got the field side of it, right? So he he's going to play well, but also he's a he's your captain in the locker room. Guys trust him; they love him. That's one thing. He puts asses in seats. Every single Red Sox fan, who's their favorite player? It was fucking Xander Bogarts. Everybody fucking loved him. That's everyone's Bogart. favorite player. So you're selling, you're selling fucking jerseys you're selling fucking dog scarves you're selling fucking souvenir cups like whatever the fuck you put his face on it it's selling that alone is making you that money back just off of like aside from winning you know what i mean like he's your franchise guy and that's what the red sox have gotten wrong time and time and time again is it's not just about throwing money at this guy like it's bigger than that and like they just seem to completely ignore that aspect of it i agree that's I just I don't have anything. I'm just getting more and more. <laughs> oh, I just played Adios Pelota by accident. That's okay. Well, Jared's buffering. Well, yeah. I think that's Jared. a good time. Jared, All right, yeah. Uh, he's out. Uh, he's out. Bye, Jared. That was a- uh, I was gonna oh, ask that's him. That's what- actually ironic that I hit Adios Pelota and then he got booted. For the call. <laughs> I was, I was oh, his, oh, uh, he's back. Oh. There he is. All right, he's back. Go. He's back. We're good. Okay. All right, Jared, we're, get, we're getting ready to wrap up. Oh, can you hear us? Yeah. Hello? Can you hear us? Huh? Mm-hmm. All right, well. All right, well, b- before I have one question for him before he goes, and then uh, just real quick, we'll we'll give a quick update on our uh, free agent prediction sheet so far. Uh, your yeah. boy's leading the way with a crisp 50%, 6 for 12. Not bad. Uh, Cam, who uh, said Gary Chan- Gary Sanchez, above average defender, is in second place with four out of hey, 12. still in second place. Don't care. Still and, in second place. Still in second place. And then uh, bringing up the rear, the caboose, with an outstanding two for 12. <laughs> Listen, I'm still on the podium. That's a bronze medal, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the thing that pissed me off the most, I said this to Chris earlier, Cam, if you listen to the podcast, so I wrote down Houston for Wilson Contreras, but the first fucking thing I said was, I bet you he goes to the Cardinals. But I fucking wrote down Houston. <laughs> you said Cardinals. Hi, how are you? Because uh, it's, yeah, I mean, hey. Well, listen, wow. uh, so that's our that's our uh, our emergency meeting. Uh, we'll probably only do these for the Red Sox for the most part, uh, just because uh, we can really pump out uh, just anger. Uh, with this um but that's uh that's gonna be it uh we'll we'll be back on monday with our regular pod uh we're probably we're just gonna be going over the signings outside of the red Sox. um so much shit we mainly one of the reasons we did this episode is because if we did both these combined it would have been a two and a half hour long pod yeah um so figure we do this one while it's urgent while it's fresh while we have those gut those gut reactions uh and then we'll be back Monday morning uh, with uh, with your regular scheduled programming. Yes. I will say, uh, real quick, be on the lookout for merch. I know we're trying to – we're thinking about yep. merch that we want to put out. Uh, just be mm-hmm. on the lookout. Yeah, if you got any recommendations on stuff that you'd want to see as merch, like obviously I think we're working on hats and T-shirts. Does any other like specific thing anybody's got in mind, by all means, uh, we're trying to get that off the ground. Uh, and, uh, again – I think I uh, can't say it enough. want to just thank everybody who supported us to this point. Everybody who tunes in every week, drops the likes, hits the subscribe button, like uh, wherever you're listening, we appreciate it. And even if you're not listening all the way through, if you just click on listen here and there, like if you have it on in the background, we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, we're just getting uh, started, we're, baby. Yeah, we're, just we're, doing started. It, we're doing this for Scratching fun. And it's, it's, 
it's awesome that there's people listening like that are like we're seeing posts on uh, like Snapchat and Instagram and stuff, people watching us and tagging us and stuff. Like it, it really, it, uh, it's cool. It's a pretty, yeah, you know, you really can't understand how much that means to us. So uh, we're just doing this for fun and to see that people are actually enjoying it means the world. So with that said, uh, just uh, one throw... last thing before we go. Yeah. Fuck John. Henry. John. Fuck John Henry. Team. Fuck Fenway sports group. Sell the team, send them off in the moon, make them go buy a team in Dubai or something. I don't give a shit. Take Bobby Dalbeck with you. Amen, sister. We go!